will say the last three weeks of December, like all bets were off and my kids came home for Christmas. And so there were a lot of nights out again, even more, I would say less of my usual foods. I definitely fell out of my habits that I had created for myself, not drinking enough water, not getting in my steps not eating vegetables, not hitting my protein goals. And uh, you know what? Honestly, I didn't give a shit. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Definitely more alcohol, more foods that I don't usually have. And if I was to guess, I would say I was probably eating about 3,000 to 3,500 calories a day. No lie. Probably there were some times when I had more than that. I don't think I had less than 3,000 just because of like we brought in Christmas cookies and and candies and all this snackety stuff. And so like I had that for for three weeks and I didn't care. (laughs) I honestly didn't care and I didn't track any of it. This is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote with Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Mastering Menopause. I am on my walking pad, so I hope that it doesn't interfere too much with the recording. I will listen to this back after I do the recording to see what how that affected the audio. But today I want to talk to you about my experience with not tracking after five months. And so if you're someone who's exploring different methods to lose weight in menopause, I highly recommend tracking macros, not just counting calories. This was super successful for me. And I'm going to talk about the difference between the two. But most women will also ask, do you have to track forever? And the answer is absolutely not. In fact, we teach our clients at Catalyst Fitness how to maintain their weight loss without tracking after they have reached their goal. That is the ultimate goal. And so uh, I personally stopped tracking macros for five months and I just wanted to give you a little rundown on what happened. So let's just set up like my history and for years, <laughs> years and years, I struggled to to lose weight and it really came to a head when I was in my late 40s, right around 47 to 49, where I, I could not lose weight anymore. I, I used to be able to lose weight and then I would gain it back and so five pounds turned to seven, then 10, and right around like when I was by By the time I was 49, I had gained 25 pounds and it was not budging. And in my past was I had done, I counted not macros, but I was definitely tracking calories. I used my fitness pal and definitely was no stranger to that. I think I had been using my fitness pal for 10 years or so. And I was always just trying to stay in my calorie budget, but I wasn't paying attention to where those calories came from. So I didn't actually start tracking macros until September of 2019. And I didn't understand the importance of a balanced approach to carbs, proteins, and fats until I actually hired my first coach. Now, I will say I did dabble in keto, and so with that approach, I was literally just trying to make sure that I kept my carbs under 30 grams, and I wasn't really counting calories. I was tracking macros at that point, but I wasn't looking at protein, I wasn't looking at, at the fat 
or the protein or the total calories. I was just making sure that I didn't eat over 30 grams of carbs. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible. It worked. It did work until it didn't work. And then when I went off keto, of course, whatever I lost just came right back. But anyways, I, I digress. When I started tracking macros, I was able to lose, to finally lose the weight. So the benefit of tracking macros for fat loss and weight loss was undeniable. And this was the missing piece that I was searching for. And so by prioritizing protein, right? You've heard me talk about this many times on this podcast and just having a balanced approach and incorporating the foods that I loved, including my beloved wine. I was able to lose that 25 pounds finally from September 2019 to February 2020, just by tracking macros. I had been beating myself up banging my head against the wall, I should say, trying to figure this out. And this this was the missing piece. There was no crazy cardio. In fact, my coach pulled me back on all the cardio that I was doing and gave me a, at the time, this was five days a week lifting session. I was working out six to seven days a week. Right? I was doing cardio. I was following random Instagram workouts and some different programs that I had bought. I don't know if, what's her name? Horner, Ashley Horner, right? She had the Charlie Mike. And so I would do things like that or from Jamie Eaton and I would follow those programs and then I would just go on to the next thing. But I was always focusing on cardio as well. So I didn't really have the solid program that was progressing with me. And I definitely switched my focus pull back on the cardio, lifting weights in progressive manner. And I continued to track for my, I would say for the past, well, that was 2020. And so up until 2023. And so I've gone in and out of tracking. You don't have to track every single thing every single day, but to get to those goals, like it was definitely tracking with as much accuracy as possible. I did have a couple of vacations where I didn't track at all. And that's the approach that I take with my, my clients as well. But by, let's see, the very end of August, the beginning of September of last year, so 2023, I went on a trip to Nashville and I just didn't, I didn't track. And when I came home, I was like, <laughs> I'm done tracking. I don't need to track. And when you start tracking, you start to see you're made aware of portion sizes and where are your calories coming from? That's a big part of tracking is making sure that you are getting enough protein, seeing where your carbs are. When you're tracking like three glasses of wine, that's a lot of carbs right there, ladies, right? That's a pretty good hit. That's, let's see, 30 grams of carbs per glass of wine. So that's like 90, 90 grams of carbs. <laughs> so I'm um, really opening up, okay, this is why, and then we can, we can shift things. And it's not about taking out the wine. I didn't take out the wine. I just incorporated that into my daily calories. And yeah, like when you have 150 grams of carbs and 90 of those are gone from the wine, then you start to realize, okay, and pulling back on some of those things, whatever your kryptonite is, right? That for me, it was, it was wine. So now we have this balanced approach 
but I also got into a rhythm. I was intermittent fasting, trying to get in 150 grams of protein. There was no way I was gonna be able to do that with intermittent fasting. And so I started spreading my meals out during the day. And what do you know, I had plenty of energy to do my workouts. In the process, I've created habits for myself. I pretty much eat the same foods most days. Most people do. And so I know how to prioritize protein. I know what a serving looks like. And I know what to order when I'm at a restaurant. It's no longer stressful for me to go to the restaurant and be like, oh my God, what am I gonna have? I know exactly what I'm going to have. And so these are all habits that are just part of my lifestyle right now. I don't have to think about it at all. And so why bother tracking? There's that's actually, in fact, the point to tracking is to get you to where you don't need to track because you have created those habits and maintaining your results. And so that's literally all I was doing was maintaining my results. So I don't need to track to do that. And so I stopped tracking. <laughs> and what happened? You're probably wondering what happened. But before I tell you that, I need to ask you a small favor. And so if you're liking this information, would you share this episode with a friend? Maybe take a screenshot, tag me. You can find me um, on social media and share it to your social media. Uh, leave me a five-star review if you are called to. All these things help me to get the information out there to other women just like you and I who are looking for the answers on what to do in menopause. Okay. Back to what I was talking about. What happened? Nothing. <laughs> I, I maintained pretty much. I, and actually I don't weigh myself often either. Maybe every three weeks or so. Like I just kind of go by like, how are my clothes fitting? Honestly, I want to be able to wear jeans and a crop top and feel comfortable. That's my litmus test on whether like how I feel with, with my body. And like I said, nothing happened <laughs> for September and then pretty much all of October. And I maintained throughout there until my birthday month. All right. So my birthday's in November. I'm a Scorpio. Right? So we're very, um, all or nothing, or I should say, I shouldn't attribute that just to my sign, but it's definitely an all or nothing, let's go mindset. And so when I set my mind to something, like absolutely, right? This is just the way that's going to be. I can buckle down, no problem. But November was when things started to get a little bit looser and I started having foods that I don't normally have. There were two trips to Las Vegas. And so that is always, I shouldn't say always, but it did involve foods that I don't normally have. Definitely some more alcohol. And then I had a, another business trip the first week of December. And that was followed by, I didn't even go home. It was followed by going back to Vegas because that's like where the airport that I fly out of to Cape Cod and then going on a, let's see, three days on the Cape to pick up my husband's truck and then drive that across country to Utah. So a long road trip. I wasn't home. I didn't get home until December 17th and no Christmas presents. I had not bought anything. Um, I had done a little bit of um, shopping, Black Friday shopping. And so I was behind the ball, like you would say, as far as Christmas shopping. And so I actually did pretty good on my road trip. I 
made sure I had plenty of protein options. I stayed at hotels that had the breakfast and I had um, some amendments that I brought to make sure that I was hitting my protein goal. So that was um, actually pretty good. I think I maintained for the most part, the business trip was in Scottsdale. We definitely had some fun nights out and then um, going to the Cape. And so still was pretty much maintaining. I, I don't really know. I have no idea actually what happened, but I will say that once I got back from that trip, I will say the last three weeks of December, like all bets were off and my kids came home for Christmas. And so there were a lot of nights out again, even more, I would say less of my usual foods. I definitely fell out of my habits that I had created for myself, not drinking enough water, not getting in my steps not eating vegetables, not hitting my protein goals. And uh, you know what? Honestly, I didn't give a shit. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Definitely more alcohol, more foods that I don't usually have. And if I was to guess, I would say I was probably eating about 3,000 to 3,500 calories a day. No lie. Probably there were some times when I had more than that. I don't think I had less than 3,000 just because of like we brought in Christmas cookies and and candies and all the snackety stuff. And so like I had that for, for three weeks and I didn't care. <laughs> I honestly didn't care and I didn't track any of it. So yeah, so by the first of the year and then I did, I think, I don't know, sometime towards the end of December, I got on the scale and I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're starting to, we're starting to gain. I still didn't care. And then I think January 3rd, I got on the scale and guess what? <laughs> I think I was up like eight pounds from September, but I also was going into September really lean. I had just finished like a fat loss phase like at the beginning of August. So I was probably a couple pounds under what my comfortable weight is. And so I'll just share it with you. I was like 130 is like my comfort zone. I feel pretty good at 130. 128, I was lean. I was feeling really good. Again, to maintain, like I probably could, but would have to be just a little bit stricter. So for me, it's, it's 130 is like my comfort zone. And so I was up to 136. <laughs> so yeah, that's what happened. And as that should happen, I was eating 3000 to 3500 calories a day. So my maintenance is just under 2000 calories. I can get away with anywhere from 2000 to 2200 calories pretty regularly and um, not and not gain. I'll maintain on that, but that's not what I was having. <laughs> when you do the math, like I think I definitely had to have gained like a couple pounds between September and December and then definitely gained the rest of that for the for December and probably had some inflammation as well in there just from like my crap my crap habits. So that's what happened. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I know what I need to do now. And so after January 3rd, I'm like, all right, let me just see where my calories are at. And started putting it in and I was like, oh yeah, definitely. My my favorite thing is ginger snaps. I love ginger snap cookies. And so like I started putting that in over Christmas, I was dipping them into whipped cream and then mascarpone cheese it is so good. <laughs> and so I was enjoying those foods. And then I started putting in the calories and I'm like, yeah, no wonder. Even trying to like, like being conscious of it. I was like, okay, 
This is, these are the things that, is this worth having or is this something that I'm going to take out? I will also say that I'm also doing dry January and kicking ass on that this week, this year. So, um, actually not hard to do at all for me. So now going back to tracking and tracking the heavy cream in my coffee, right? I love cream in my coffee. And so I was just putting it in there and really coming up with a light coffee. Now I'm measuring like what's going in there because a, let's see, it's 50 milliliters is a serving and that has 50 calories. And so if I just pour it in, then I'm definitely going to have that 50 calories worth. And I have two cups of coffee a day. So there's like a hundred calories right there. So it's just being aware of that stuff. The handfuls of nuts, right? That's, I love nuts. And so definitely getting more mindful on what that serving looks like and knowing that I definitely was and I was having at least Normally I'll have just half a serving of nuts. That's like almost a hundred calories right there. But I was having the full serving of nuts and then some for sure. So once you start measuring again, you're like, okay, I got it. My popcorn. So I have a popcorn bowl and just going back to, to those things and getting realistic Christmas chocolates, <laughs> being realistic with what those are. And so it would be like, fine. I would have one, but then it would like one would turn to two and then two turned to three and that's 200. 10 calories right there. So I still enjoy my chocolate. I have chocolate every day, but now just having the one. And let me see what else. Oh, peanut butter. The peanut butter in my English muffin. I normally will be satisfied with just half a serving of that. And, but I wasn't measuring it at all and just like putting it on. And yeah, now we can see teeth marks. It's so going back to measuring that, right? These things will add up so fast, especially when you don't hold yourself accountable to the actual portion sizes. So the goal for this month and what I've been, what I've been doing is to just get back into my usual habits, being accurate for the month of January. And then I'm just going to go back to where I'm just tracking protein in my head. So that is literally, if you just track protein, then most likely your, the rest of your macros are going to come into line. And so that's like kind of my philosophy. I'm a firm believer. You do not have to track forever. This is just a tool. And for me, it's just getting back to that lifestyle and the habits that I had built up and just conveniently ignored for the last three weeks of December. And um, just tracking protein in my head right now, I am, you know, actively tracking what is what I'm having. I did go on an aggressive two week fat loss phase. That was um, the first week of January. So I don't, I didn't start that until what's that second Monday? I think it was the eighth. And I did that for two weeks. I just ended that last Sunday. And when you have a healthy metabolism, you're able to lose weight quickly and you can do it aggressively. I don't recommend this for my clients. This is not for everyone. And I'll definitely go into the details on that. We're going to talk, I'm going to talk about that on Sunday's episode, but I've bought, built my metabolism to a place where I hadn't dieted since August, like before, like August. That was when I finished my, my fat loss phase, my last cut. And when you build your metabolism up, that's going to get you to a place where you're going to be able to do something like that and lose quickly. So I did um, drop four pounds in 14 days. It actually dipped down to six and I'm like, there's no way. And then it just came up. So it settled out at four pounds in 14 days, which is like 
amazing, especially since I had been to a place where I couldn't lose a pound in a week. So I'm done with that right now. I'm just in maintenance and I'm talking to my coach about going into a build phase, but I really wanted to just get this fluff off before I actually go into a concerted building phase. So I actually might be tracking for that. So if she's going to tell me, hey, I want you to eat 2,400 calories, then you can bet your ass. I'm going to see what that 2,400 calories looks like. How am I going to build that day? Because that for me, that is just going to be more carbs for me. And so how am I going to set that up? And then again, set it and then forget it. I can very easily do that. So I, I hope you got um, some value from, from today's episode, knowing that the tracking is just a means to the end. It is definitely the fastest way that I have found to lose, like to finally conquer what's going on. There's the, the benefit of tracking macros is not just, it, it lies in the balance, but also the proportion and setting up the lifestyle. And so if you're looking to get toned, if you're looking to decrease fat, if you're looking to, to have a little bit more muscle on your body and have that tone look that you're looking for, then you definitely want to go more towards the protein side and making sure that you are getting that. And so that definitely was a game changer for me, for sure. And then we got to talk about portion control and cutting back, not always having three glasses of wine and just saying, hey, instead of three glasses of wine, let's just have the one and then we can have some carbs here. But next Sunday, on next Sunday's episode, I'm going to discuss like my two-week aggressive fat loss phase and what it takes to get there to be able to do that. And so that being said, I'm having a masterclass. This is tomorrow on Thursday at 5.30 MST, 7.30 EST. And in this masterclass, I'm going to teach you guys how you can increase your metabolic rate to become a fat burner instead of a fat storer and increase your energy, improve your sleep and your moods, decrease those cravings, increase the tone and muscle, and then yes, decrease fat on your body and lose weight easily. So I'm going to drop the link into the show notes to get registered. I know this is super short notice. The class is going to be 30 minutes. So if you're listening to this after January 25th, then just you can email me and ask me for the recording. I don't know how long I'm going to hold on to that recording. So we'll see. But as always, send me your questions. I appreciate you for listening and I will talk to you next Sunday. Bye.